Hello, friends. You're listening to the Sound Off Podcast. My name is Nate Laux, and I'm your host. Sound Off is a community conversation show that airs each Monday and Friday live on 96.7 The Eagle in LaPorte, Indiana. And while podcasts don't allow for live interaction, we are still grateful to have you listening and engaged. So please help us out by subscribing and rating the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. Share the podcast with your friends and enjoy today's conversation. Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from January 10th, 2022 with your host, Nate Laux. Nate's guest today is LaPorte County Clerk, Heather Stevens. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Laux. Hello, friends. My name is Nate Laux, and I'll be your host today as we have a community conversation with LaPorte County Clerk, Heather Stevens. If you have a question for County Clerk Heather Stevens, call or text the Liquor Vault on airline at 219-362-0522 or email me at soundoff at 967theagle.com. I'm so glad to have you with us today on the show, listening and being a part of this. Um, again, one of you was supposed to pray for nicer weather and, and drop the ball. So uh, whoever that was, again, get on it because I'd like to have plus 30 degrees out there. Uh, it's a little cold in my 155-year-old house. So today we have LaPorte County Clerk Heather Stevens on the show. If you have a question for our guest, call or text our liquor vault on airline at 219-362-0522 or email soundoff at 967theagle.com. Heather, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Happy yeah, Monday. It's, it's a happy Monday to you too. Um, you know, I'm not going to assume that all of our guests know what a county clerk does. Um, many of our, our guests do, but for those that don't, let's explain a little bit about what a county clerk does. Oh boy, we keep there's a we, lot of things. There's I know. a lot. We keep the records for the courts. We do the filings for the courts. We do the marriage license. Um, we be, we help people to bring, you know begin the divorce processes, child support. We do so much, and then you add elections which into is a, that mix. Which is a big deal right now, obviously. Last year, you got the year off from elections, which I know made you a lot busier in other areas. And you, you used that year to hopefully get ready for this coming year and some things that you're changing. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about the election um, timeline that people are starting to see. I know on hometownnewsnow.com, we're starting to get some stories up for candidates that have filed um, for People can now file for the primary uh, for their party, Libertarian, Republican, uh, Democrat. I assume. What is explain to our candidate? Or explain to our candidates. Explain to our listeners what that process is. So people file for a primary first, then the general. What is that like? It's it's the primary first, and I always say it's kind of like it's kind of like the the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, you you kind of you want to narrow it down to those best those best candidates for the general election. So I, I know a lot of people don't necessarily like having to go in and select which ballot they want, but that's why we do that. It is it is to get the, the best candidates possible. And people don't often know that um, with the primary, <coughs> excuse me, with the primary, you can vote in any one. You don't have to declare. However, when you do vote it, you vote for all of those candidates, correct? So when you go and vote in the primary, you have to either pick a Republican or a Democratic or I don't know if Libertarian is including that on the primary. No. Um, so a Republican or a Democratic uh, ticket. And then you just vote for all the Democratic candidates that are in that primary or the Republican. However, up until that point, you don't have to declare a party or anything, correct? Correct. Not in the state of Indiana. In the state of Indiana, your your party affiliation, it, it just changed last year. So 
um, before it was it was the last primary ballot that you pulled. And now that's been changed to the last two primary ballots that you pulled. Mm -hmm. So if you want to run for, you know, if you want to run for sheriff as a Democrat, but your last your second to the last primary vote was a Republican, then you're going to need you're going to need a chairman certificate from the Democrat chairman. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one kind of hang up there is if you do want to run for an office eventually. Um, they're the the parties that you're going to want to run with are going to look at your voting record and say you have not ran you've not voted in our party before so correct all right let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening with the clerk's office and voting um, I, I watched your meeting and you've got a, a the election board in Laporte County I'm going to throw them some high praise um, I watch a lot of c- committees and meetings in counties and cities and uh, Nelson Pachardo and and Chuck Watterson, you run a good meeting, and it seems like you guys are kind of all on the same page for a lot of these things. Not that you're not afraid to push back against each other, but you're committed to trying to be unified in some of these things. Correct? We are. We're, we understand that we are. We're here to work for for the the people in Laporte County. We're not in here to necessarily push our own agendas. Um, we we don't bicker. There's a lot of respect across the board we take the politics out of it um you and i were talking before the show and and the pol the politics that's that's checked at the door Mm -hmm. um we're we're there to work and we're there to work for you now some of the goals that you guys have set um uh, again some of the changes that you're happening uh that people might experience when they go to the uh, uh polls this year one of them is electronic poll books um uh, electronic poll books are nothing new in America. They are something new here in Laporte. Explain to our listeners a little bit what an electronic poll book is and what they can expect to be that's different. So previously, we had the big giant poll books, um, the paper poll books that you would show up at your precinct. They would find your name. You would sign it. Uh, those are those are done. Those are gone. Um, this is basically it's it's similar to an iPad. And what it's going to do is it's going to scan your ID. It's going to pull your information up. The poll clerk can then simply say, you know, are you still at this address? Has your name changed? Anything like that. Um, if those changes, if there have been changes, you fill out a new form. No big deal. You still get to vote. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's easy. Um, and then you sign it, and it's going to issue a ticket. And the I love the tickets because... The amount of tickets that we have at the end of the day should should be the same number of people who have signed in on that electronic poll book, and that should equal the number of ballots cast on that machine. So there's a little bit of accountability there. There's a little bit of checks and balances as well, yes. correct? Yes. Um, this was a big deal. I, know, I think you did campaign on electronic poll books. Why was this a big deal for you? This was a big deal. Um, in the past, what happens is... The poll books are printed on Friday and early voting and ballots are mail-in ballots are still coming in Friday uh, up until election day. Um, early voting, especially that's that's Friday night or Friday. It's Saturday. It's Monday until noon. And then those paper poll books don't reflect who voted during that time mm-hmm. because they've already been printed and, and sent out. Yep. So this, again, is just, it, it takes error. It takes out the human error. So then this is this is updated. You know, when it's updated and on a vote gets put in there, 
it can be shown not that who you vote for or whatever, but it shows that you voted Correct. in all of the poll books. Yeah. Correct. And we can update that within our system in in a matter of minutes. Yeah. So We've got Heather Stevens on the show today. Heather is the LaPorte County Clerk. If you have a question for Heather, you're welcome to give us a call or a text, 219-362-0522. If you have a question about elections or anything like that, we'd love to talk to you. Um, you're also welcome to email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. Um, we're going to take our first break here on the show and be right back. Uh, stay with us and keep listening to 967 The Eagle. Welcome back, friends. My name is Nate Lauks, and you're listening to Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. We've got LaPorte County Clerk Heather Stevens with us on the show today, and we're talking about elections, uh, just different things going on with the clerk's office. And if you have any questions, you're welcome to call me at 219-362-0522, or you can text me on the Liquor Vault on air line at 219-362-0522. Finally, you can email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. Let's get to our first caller. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being on air. What's your question for Heather Stevens today? Thank you for coming on the air today, uh, ma'am. Uh, this is Steve Hollifield. My question concerns elections. Um, do you think there's ever going to be a chance that the state of Indiana is going to go to an open primary system where we do not have to declare a party or have to sign petitions to run independent? Um, I think I think in the future, since it doesn't cost anything to print ballots, it's all electronic now. There's no actual cost to put ten or twelve people on a ballot. Could that possibly make it easier for better people to become qualified, uh, especially here locally? Thank you. All right, thanks for calling. Hi, Steve. Um, I, I have no idea what the state's going to do. Um, not, not a clue. My my job is to to follow the statutes, not not make them. Um, I'm happy to support whatever's decided. Yeah, a lot of that's on the legislative level, correct? Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about a mobile voting center that you guys have received and, and purchased here in LaPorte County. Um, I, I, I did get to see there's one in Porter County, and these aren't new for anywhere, but they are new to LaPorte County. Explain to our listeners what a mobile voting center is and how it will be used in this com- upcoming election. We are so excited about this. Um, this this mobile voting unit is it is a van that that's it will hold i believe three voting machines we can take this thing it is it is also handicapped accessible we have a lift i this thing is so cool um but we can take it anywhere in the county we if, if there are areas where transportation is an issue that's okay because we can now we can come to you um we do have to issue public notice just like any any place just like early voting just like your polling locations um we're we're in the process right now of putting together a schedule for the primary but this is really neat because we can take it to fish lake we can take it up to rolling prairie for you know a couple of days we can take it to south county we can take it to michigan city i mean this thing goes everywhere so theoretically then on monday during the primary you know voting early voting you might say we'll be in rolling prairie tuesday fish lake wednesday kingsbury or something like this yes. some of these smaller communities and into michigan city for maybe communities that you know are underrepresented or something like that you can really target 
um, communities that might not have an easier time voting, correct? Right. This can go to, you know, we can go to an apartment complex. Nursing we can go home. to an assisted living facility, nursing homes. This this thing is, this is a game changer. So what was the impetus for getting one of these? Was it because you want to just, you know, make it easier on people to vote? Was it, uh, you know, why did the county want to get one of these? This this is the, the baby of Nelson Pichardo. Mm -hmm. This was Nelson's work. Um, so excited for him. But this it, it started before I was on the election board. Um, I think Nelson just happened to find that grant and think, what a cool thing for Laporte, mm -hmm. especially geographically. We're so big. And it's that this is it just makes sense for us yeah and i know in 2020 you started having a couple more early voting locations around the county but this certainly it takes a lot to get those going correct it uh, does and and there is a lot there's a lot more cost involved with an early voting location so this is this is yep. just as good so you can exactly so You've got one team running this mobile voting center, but they can hit multiple different communities in, in uh, a week or a day even. So yes. um, that's exciting. And I do, I have to give Nelson a shout out because it, he found a grant for this. So this was at no cost to the, you know, the LaPorte County the tax taxpayers. That's, that's the best this, kind of uh, thing that we do, right? Yes. So. And we did the same thing with the poll books. This was all a grant. So it, it didn't come out of Laporte's pocket. All right. We've got Heather Stevens on the show today, the, the Laporte County Clerk. If you have a question, the Liquor Vault on airline is 219-362-0522. Again, that number's 219-362-0522. You're welcome to call me or text me, and I'd be happy to uh, put you on air here. All right. Here is a question for you that's received from our text line. How do you volunteer to work the polls? The poll workers for, for the elections those are appointed by the two party chairman, the, the two major party chairman, um, which would be Dr. Cora and Alan Stevens. Uh, reach out to them if you, you know, if, if you don't know how to reach out to them, how to contact them, you can always call the LaPorte County Voter Registration Office and because they're appointed by the two party chairman. Um, they do keep a list and and they'll they'll get you that that contact or they'll they'll have the party chairman contact you um, I'll actually give you their number the the number for the voter registration office is 219-325-5572 uh, the state requires a balance between the two parties to be in the polls so as much as voter registration doesn't like to ask your party affiliation, they have to for this one. Mm -hmm. And do they go by your previous um, uh, primary vote then as yes. well? Okay. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about, is this going to have an electronic polling? Is this going to require uh, fewer, uh, fewer volunteers to run or is it going to be about the same amount? I think this year it's going to be about the same. Um, we've had a lot of questions about about vote centers, which I'm sure is on your list of things to talk mm -hmm. about. Um, if and when we go to vote centers, then then we would reduce the number of poll workers that we would need. So I guess that's that's a, a great segue yeah. into it. Um, so I know there are some you know elected officials that are for it, and I guess this idea of vote centers, right, versus uh, traditional polling locations. Uh, explain to our listeners what it is and kind of how, how the county is processing it. If you've ever gone, if you've ever done the early voting 
Um, right now, LaPorte County has four locations for, for early voting. And it doesn't matter where you live. You can go to any of them. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're a vote center. Mm-hmm. So that's what a vote center is. You don't have to necessarily vote in in your precinct at, at, at a precinct So if you live location. in LaPorte but work in Michigan City, you can vote in Michigan City. Right, yeah. or Hannah yeah. or exactly. Fish Lake. So... Mm-hmm. So then the voting centers opened it up um, to more people being able to vote in different locations in the county. Obviously, it's still you still need to vote in one of the locations in the county you yes. live, um, but it opens that up. Now, there are a lot of different polling places right now, um, different townships. It's like, will that then, when you go to voting centers, will that minimize some of that then? Will you not have as many polling centers, or is that to I, be determined? That's to be determined, but I would imagine... I know the city of Laporte has quite a few polling locations. Mm-hmm. Some of them are maybe two miles from each yep. other. And yep. come on, yeah, <laughs> so. and, and requires their own volunteers, their own, yep, exactly yes. for all of that. So and, and it's more cost for the county. Yep. All right. Um, here's a question for you. Uh, again, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'll, I'll ask it for you. Will you have early voting locations again in 2022? Yes. Yep. So same ones, same places. I think so. Um, I've heard some rumors about 8th Street, Michigan City, so I'm not real sure what's going on there, so I don't want to commit. Yep. But. Um, one of the other things that I thought was really cool that you did that you talked about in your last meeting, and, and people might not know this, so the FEC.gov, you can go on there and you can check, a, a, a you know, let's say Jackie Wolorski, you can see who gave to Jackie Wolorski's committee. Now, you can't see who gave to the PACs or anything that are supporting them, but if it's an individual donation, you can see your neighbors who gave, um, which is always a fun exercise. However, local races, you, you we don't have that ability. That's not on FEC.gov. However, um, Heather has put those campaign, because they do have to give that data. The data just previously wasn't online. And so um, you have put this data online, correct? I have. Um, first of all, it's public information. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much what was going on was, you know, so-and-so would come in to the clerk's office. You would have to request whose campaign finance reports you wanted to see. And then everybody started you know, whispering and mm-hmm. texting and, you know, it's silly. This is public information. You should be able to view it anytime you want. And it's it's nobody's business whose who's reports you're looking at. Um, I also think that it, it keeps everybody honest. Yep. I, I, I think knowing that the public can, can easily view these, I, I think keeps... Keeps everyone honest. So I kind of loved it. Uh, again, I'm I'm a, I'm a nerd for reports, um, uh, and uh, I, I loved reading some of the reports because there's such a vast difference in just what different campaigns cost. And so for me to look at it, it wasn't even I, I, who gives what to who. It didn't matter to me. I just liked looking at the bottom line to say this kind of council person spent this amount of money. This person spent this amount of money, and this person lost, and this person won, or this you know. And it's just it's just fascinating to me, especially as we talk. You know, there's a broader conversation about. Money in politics so it's just fascinating to me so thank you so much for doing that because that's a maybe not everyone's interested in it but some people will I'm sure so where can people get that information you can go to laporteco.in.gov and it's on the elections page we put a tab that says uh, I think it says campaign finance reports over on the left hand side and if you click that then it's going to come up by it all the years will come up so you can select the year that you'd like to view and then you can search it by the the committee name 
All right, we've got Heather Stevens, the LaPorte County Clerk, in our in our studio today talking about elections and what's happening with the clerk's office and things like that. Um, if you have a question, the Liquor Vault on our line is 219-362-0522. I'd love to hear from you today. You can call me or text me, and we could talk a little bit more about what your questions are. Um, Heather, you know, we, we, we do have a, a question that was given to us. Um, about security of local elections, H- how secure do you think our local elections are? I think our I think our local elections are quite secure. Um, I I was just reading something last week. Um, nationwide, I think Indiana is ranked twelfth for security. Uh, you know, we we do our absolute best. So so when there's a results uh, when when the results come in with our county offices anyway. Again, I'm not, you're, you're not in charge of any other office, nope. <laughs> but in this county office, you're confident in the results. I am. Yep, all right. Um, that's good to know, um, again, as these kind of conversations happen. Because, uh, you know, again, you are a key stakeholder in our local elections, and I think people have to trust that our elections are secure and safe, and um, being able to do that and being able to hear from our person who is pretty much in charge of our local elections is good to hear that you are confident I in am our, very local, confident. our local elections. All right, we've got Heather Stevens here in the studio. If you have a question, um, the Liquor Vault on air line is open to a 9362-0522. You're welcome to call or text me. I'd be happy to ask the question for you. Let's get to a, a caller before break. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Glad to have you on the show. What's your question for Heather Stevens? Yeah, I know they had uh, problems uh, last uh, presidential election with uh, illegal aliens trying to vote. Uh, what kind of uh, security they're going to use in that uh, in that area? So in the state of Indiana, uh, you, you show ID to vote. And that's, so it's not really a thing here because you do have to have an ID to vote. Right, correct? you have to show your ID. And in the new electronic poll books, the ID has to get scanned in. So there's yes. an extra level of yes, it, it has to it has to be registered with the state. Correct. Correct. So there's even and, an extra level of protection there. Yeah, when you register to vote in the state of Indiana, um, there is a question on the form that says, "Are you a U.S. citizen?" Mm-hmm. And while we can't, you know, we're, nobody's requiring people to prove it, um, we, you know, we have to trust that that you're answering that question honestly. Um, yeah, it's not it's it's not a big concern of yours though. You th- yeah, it's not. All right, we've got Heather Stevens in the studio today. If you have a question for our uh, about our local elections or anything going on, the Liquor Vault on air line is two one nine three six two zero five two two. You're welcome to call me or text me. I tell you what, we're going to take our final break of the day here on Sound Off, but we'll be back shortly. Keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back, friends, to our final segment of Sound Off today. And I want to welcome all of our guests listening online. You know, we've got a mobile app for 96.7 The Eagle that you can listen to the show or just go on to 96.7TheEagle.com and you can listen to there as well. And we've got people listening all over the country, over by Miami, by Jacksonville, Florida, by Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. area. Hello to the president, probably listening right now. Um, People in Indianapolis, in Illinois, all over Detroit, these kind of things. So thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for listening to the station online. And thanks for those that listen to the radio. We're just grateful to have you on the show today. We've got Heather Stevens, the Port County Clerk, in the studio today. And we're talking about local elections, just stuff like that. If you have a question or you want to know something about our election system, 
The Liquor Vault on air line is 219-362-0522. You're welcome to call me or text me. That's 219-362-0522. I have a question for you here. Um, what about getting polling locations out of schools? Uh, there's some people that want to get this out of schools. What's your thoughts on that? So we, we like you mentioned, we did have an election board meeting on Friday, and this that that topic did come up, um, not for the first time. I think that our entire election board agrees. We want the polling locations out of the schools just as much as everybody else. I think that I think that it's disruptive for the kids. I think that there it may add some security risks. I. I um, I just don't think it belongs. So we are actively working to find different locations. Now, having said that, we are bound by certain guidelines statutorily. It it has to be ADA, it, 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 handicapped accessible. It we need restrooms. Um, Strong it, infrastructure for internet. These kind of things, yep, correct? Yeah. Yep. And it has. I believe it has to be. And I'm going to have to check statute again. It, it can only be X amount of miles from the farthest spot in that precinct. Okay. So it, it does kind of tie you down. So again, we're, we're, working, we're working on it. Um, we want them out. Yeah, the election board is on, so if I'm hearing you right, the election board is in favor of this and is planning on doing this. There are hurdles to get there though. There are certainly hurdles. Yeah, and so um, hopefully it'll happen, but it, it will happen, but hopefully, you know, yeah, right. whether it will happen by this primary or not is, is a whole other thing, correct? We're pushing. Yeah. All right, if you have a question for Heather Stevens, the Liquor Vault on air line is 219-362-0522. You're welcome to call or text me. Let's get to another caller. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Thanks for calling. Heather Stevens is in the studio today. What question do you have for her? Hello, Nate. Yeah. Is that me? Yep, that's you, buddy. Okay. Um, we've been listening here, and uh, uh, I haven't registered to vote in years. It just rolls over. So with this new system of electronic, do you have to get registered and get an electronic number or something? Nope. That's one question. Uh and, uh, you know, she was saying that you no longer can uh, uh, vote in a school. Well, <laughs> are we not trusting the voters to be good people? And another funny thing on this, I always have to come up with the funny stuff. <laughs> you know, the government has separated church and state. Am I correct? Correct. Correct. And But now you go to a church to vote. It's kind of funny for an old man to comprehend that, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the other thing is, just want to make a comment. Um, I would like to know your answer to why anyone would want to vote early. And I don't want it confused with absentee voting, early voting. Why does a person want to vote early? Uh, you can vote 60 days, I think, early, can't you? So what happens to, if your um, candidate does something wrong or you dislike him at that day? You can't change it, you know, so... It, the whole system is confusing. Right. The main thing we need to know is about the electronic. Uh, do we have to register? It's a good Thank question. You. Yep. Well, let's go through a, a list of some of those questions. So with the electronic poll books, does registration for voting change? It does not. If you're if you're registered to vote, you're good to go. And there's a site I know. I forget what it is. Maybe you've got it off the top of your head to check your registration. Do you know what it is? There, there's many of them on there. I'm sure you can just Google yeah, check your registration. You can go, but, yeah, I yeah. believe you can even go to IN.gov. 
um, you can call your local voter registration office. Yep, there's, and there's they'll many let ways. You know. yep. So it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Going into the polls should look nothing different. Getting there now. When once you get to the polls, it'll look a little different in how you vote um, or how you register when you get there. But the process yeah. to get there is all the same. Correct. Yeah. Really, the only difference is you're no longer signing on paper. Mm-hmm. You're signing elect- yep. on the electronic poll book. Yep. And then again, it, it allows for those votes that might come in a little bit later from, uh, you know, absentee or whatever um, to be checked, you know, up to date, you know, with those who, yep. Again. Right. All right. Uh, so the voting in schools, he says, do you not trust the voters? I don't, I don't. I, I don't know that it's a trust thing. I, again, I, I find it disruptive to the kids. Um, and I, I just don't think it belongs. I, and, and that doesn't mean that I, I don't think kids should see the process. Of course, I think kids should see the process. I'm a big fan of using 16 and 17 year olds as poll workers because I think it, it gets them involved. It lets them know, you know, and, and they learn a lot. So, but but I think it's time to get out of the schools. And I, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call another person into this. I'm gonna call Dennis Sedell to the microphone real quick. Dennis, you voted early this year, in 2020. I did. Explain why, why somebody would want to vote early. One, uh, some people can't get off work. Uh, your uh, uh, employer will not allow you to do it on, on election day. It's not a holiday or anything. Two, um, the hours that we work, it was convenient. Uh, for my wife and I, we voted early and we did it on a Saturday and three. I don't see a problem personally with it. I'm still voting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the bottom line. If I can, if we can go out and vote, just like Heather was saying with the portable you know, or the mobile unit, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we can get people to vote. So I, personally, I don't see there's a problem. But those are the reasons for us. Well, and I think a lot of people want, they want to, I, I vote early because I work on election day. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I can't leave to go vote. Um but for for a lot of people, it's it's the convenience factor. They don't want to stand in the long, you know. There may be longer lines on election day, so it, it's just especially it with the way COVID was in twenty twenty and, and you know these kind of things. I'm sure it was a, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I understand what he's saying to say, you know, what if something changes in your beliefs for that candidate? I don't think that happens often though. But not often. It did happen. Um, I don't remember who it was, but it, it has happened. And, and pretty much what happens is everybody calls in and says, can I change my vote? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is the potential, right? That's the potential you get. That's but again, though, um, uh, but then there's also a lot of benefits for those who want to vote early. I do vote on the day um, just because I, I have the ability to do that, but not everyone does. So, all right, let's get to another caller. Hey, Heather Stevens is on the show today. Thanks so much for calling. What's your question for the county clerk? Well, I just have a comment. Uh, Is uh, May the 3rd the primary? Yes. Uh, I think I've seen election signs already for sheriff. I think that's way too early. Your comment, please. Thank you. I I would have to check the statute, but I so that... your county election board has decided we are not the we're not the election police. We're not going to go looking for trouble. Um, if there if you see something and you feel that you need to make a complaint, you can email or or you can you know type something up and, and mail it to us. My email address is h stevens s t e v e n s at laporteco.in.gov. Um, I, I 
my understanding that as long as there's no ordinance, no county ordinance, no city ordinance, those signs are fine. What about uh, some questions we've got through our text line for the last couple minutes here? What about mail-in voting? Is that happening this year? Is it secure? I'm... Yes, absolutely. So first, is it happening this year? Yes. (laughs) Absentee voting will happen this year uh, by mail. Um, Is it secure? There's a process, right, for you guys to go through? Um, It it is secure. Now, I will tell you that I had a a ballot return this past June Mm -hmm. because it got lost in the mail. Mm -hmm. So that vote, unfortunately, was not counted. And I, I think that... You know, I, I I don't vote by mail. Um, anything can happen. Yeah. But yeah. but yes, it's it's legit. It's it's as safe as it can be, and yep, it's happening. All right, can we get rid of straight ticket voting? That's a legislator Talk to issue. Your legislators. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Dennis. I thought your employer had to allow you to, uh, uh, time to vote. No, they do not. <laughs> As the manager of a place, you can attest you don't have to have. Now you do. My, you might be able to allow. We allow. Here, but, yeah, if they want to. Yes, we always. There have. is not a legal statute that says you no, have to give them time. I do to not work. have to, but we all have always have done that here. Yeah, but um, sure. But I think that is a, a misconception that you have to allow somebody. Well, time you've to got work. six a.m. to six p.m. Yep. So and, and your lunch hour too is another thing. So I mean, if you get a lunch hour, I mean, yep. and that's but, if your polling location is close enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. That is true. that's very true. You yes. work at the mills or something, and <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen there, right? So um, certainly, it's it's it is difficult for some people on that day to get off. And no, they do not have to allow you time to get off to vote. It is a misconception. We do not have that in Indiana. A law that says uh, an employer has to give you time off to vote. So. Um, so again, so early voting is good for those that might not have time off to vote or it might just, you know, again, like Heather said, she works the polls all day on uh, on Election Day. And, you know, probably the days before are all a blur for for those people that are uh, working in the clerk's office. So getting voting voted early is just getting it done with. And, you know, that's right. As long as people are voting, I'm happy. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today, Heather. What do you want our listeners to know? Anything that uh, they should know going on going forward? Just know that we, I, your county election board is working hard. Um, my first comment during the, the board comments Friday was, wow, this, that was an off year. Um, we've done a lot. We're, we're going to continue to do a lot. We are, we're just working. We are trying to make voting as easy as possible for, for every, everyone that should be voting. Yep. Yep. And I, again, I want to uh, thank you and Chuck Watterson and Nelson Pachardo. Chuck, obviously, is a Republican. Nelson's a Democrat. I love that you guys are working together to, to for the betterment of our community and uh, to get all this stuff done. And so, uh, again, if you have any questions about this, let us know in another episode. We'll certainly, you know, a lot of these questions that we've had today are actually legislator questions, and we'll, we'll put them to the legislators when they come on the show in the future. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening today. On Friday, Mayor Tom Dermody will be on the show. You know, he, for a couple months, has only been on Mondays, and he said, I want to come back on a Friday. So I, I, I gave him permission. Um, so I need you guys to ask the tough questions for him because he's always like, you know what? Uh, sound off listeners don't give me tough questions, and I want the tough questions this Friday. So um, on Friday, he'll be here. And then Lisa Pierzakowski on next Friday. So keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Keep listening to Sound Off and have a great day. Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. 
The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 96.7 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 1230. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast at 96.7TheEagle.com.